What's up, wild people? Jonas from Hufius here. I hope you guys are having an absolutely fantastic day. So this is going to be our first podcast. Now our sort of idea with this podcast is we're going to do a few sort of small 10, 15 minute long podcast where uh, me, myself, or Mike, my business partner, or Corey, who's also my business partner, are going to sort of talk about stuff that we know stuff about and uh, that that we feel like we want to tell you guys about. And then we're going to do some longer ones where we interview some guests. And it's uh, all going to be about the outdoor industry. So anything from fishing, hunting, hiking, climbing, you name it, uh, that's basically what we're going to do. So anyway, let's get to it. So the first podcast here today, I want to talk to you guys about pronghorn meat. Uh, The reason for that is that I've recently heard... A lot of people talk bad about pronghorn meat, or bad about it. They, I've heard a lot of people say they don't like it. It doesn't taste good. It tastes like sage. Uh, it's it's uh, white tail is much better. Yada yada yada. I love them both, but I highly disagree that pronghorn is not good. I think pronghorn is some of the best wild game meat you can get out there. It is tender. It is tasty it's like a good medallion at an expensive restaurant if you make it right and if you cure for the meat right after you shoot the antelope or pronghorn, whatever you want to call it. You guys know what I mean. Anyway, so I kind of want to talk a little bit about how I care for the meat after I shoot a pronghorn. And I've shot three pronghorns so far and all of them have been absolutely fantastic. Uh, One with a rifle last year and then two with my bow uh, just this August here. So anyway, the first thing I want to talk to you guys about is my, what I call my butcher kit. So what I bring with me out in the field to make sure that I can take proper care of the meat before I bring it back to the truck and then the cooler. So the few major things that I bring is obviously a knife. I actually bring two and I highly recommend that people do that too. I bring two tarps, just two smaller tarps. I bring a little cloth or an old t-shirt or something like that. And I'll get to that in a second. And then what I find very important is I bring a pair of tweezers. So after I shoot an antelope, I will, as soon as I can, as quick as I can, after taking a couple of pictures, I will get the height of that thing right away. Uh, do not carry it to the truck and take pictures there, whatever. See if you can get that hide and quarter this thing up as quick as possible. I believe that that makes the meat so much better. So the way I do it is I will lay down a tarp right next to the antelope. And when I quarter it out, I will take, let's say I took the hind quarter off. I will take that hind quarter down, lay it on the tarp. I will then take the tweezers And I'll pick every single hair that I see on the meat off that meat. And trust me, the hair on a pronghorn comes off so easy. And you will get hair in the meat. What I do to sort of prevent to not get too much hair in that meat is that's where I use that cloth or old t-shirt. Is that every time I do a few cuts or I do like a bigger cut, I will wipe that off in that cloth. To make sure I don't get hair in the meat. So make sure to put the meat on that tarp. 
pick off the hair and then right away put it in a game bag so you don't get flies and any other yucky stuff on it. If the wind is blowing, dirt will blow on it and stuff. So just get it in a game bag and then put that game bag back on top of the tarp. You don't want that game bag to lay on the ground and sort of suck up the mud or the, the, the sage. Where I hunt out in Wyoming, it's a lot of sagebrush. You got cactus. You got uh, a lot of them is, is, is cow pastures or sheep. So you have you know poop from those guys. And you just don't want your meat to lay on top of any of that stuff. If you do that, I can understand why it not, doesn't taste good. So put that on the tarp, clean up the hair, and get it in a game bag as quick as you can. I like to have five game bags with me. I will put a game bag for each quarter, and then I'll put take one, and I'll put my, uh, my back straps and my tenderloin and neck meat and stuff like that in that one just sort of separating everything the reason for that is just easier for me to pack in a smaller cooler when i get back to the truck so the quicker you get back to the truck the better and when you get back to that truck or whatever you're driving car and you're about to put your meat in the cooler it is very important that that meat doesn't get wet so if you have wet ice make sure that there's something between the ice and the meat. You don't want to lay down a game bag on top of the ice. It's going to start sucking up that water from the ice when it melts and it's going to spoil the meat. So what I do is that I put, I actually have a piece of wood that I from home cut a bunch of holes in that I lay on top of the ice. And on top of that, I put a plastic bag and then I put my meat. So I have the ice in the bottom, that piece of wood that I just cut to lay in, in the in the cooler, and then a bag of ice, and then whatever meat I'm putting in there. So that way, my meat is not going to get wet, and it's still going to stay cool. The other thing is, always drain that cooler. If you start having ice that's melting, and ice will obviously melt, drain that, drain that water out so you don't have any of it sort of splashing up in the meat when you're driving, I, I just have the drain open and I put my cooler all the way back into my truck with the drain phasing out and it can just sort of drip down and drip through my bed and onto the road. And that's the way I do it. I understand if you have a car, you don't want it to uh, drip inside your car and inside your trunk. Then every time you stop to get gas or food or whatever, just quickly drain that cooler and it's going to be much better. So the other thing is, how to prepare pronghorn meat. I think that's a very, very important thing. Pronghorn meat, if you ask me, needs to be prepared rare, medium rare. If you overcook it, then it gets sort of chewy. It doesn't taste as good. I cook my meat to an internal temperature of 110 to 115. And mainly I just cook it on butter or in butter on a cast iron. And with either salt, pepper, that's it, or maybe sort of your steak seasoning of, of your liking. It doesn't need much. Don't over-season it. it. The meat in itself tastes fantastic if you cook it to those temperatures. That is on the fairly rare side, but trust me, it is incredible. With that meat being on the rare side, it is so tender. My, uh, my wife loves it. My kids love it. They're uh, three, five, and eight. And if you ask them what their favorite meat is, they're going to tell you it is pronghorn. 
they ask to eat that stuff several times a week. So just take care of the meat this way. And I, I promise you, you're going to love eating pronghorn. If you like wild meat, and I actually would say that if you prepare it the right way, if you care for the meat the right way after you shoot the animal, there's not what anyone or what other people would call sort of that game taste to it. I've served this to people that had no idea what it was, and they just thought it was a good steak. So please give it a go. Let me know how you cook it or if you think I'm right or wrong. Uh, shoot me a message on Facebook, on Instagram. You can find us under Hufius, H-U-F-I-U-S, and we'll love to hear from you. So thank you guys so much for listening. Please subscribe and maybe check out our YouTube too at Hufius TV. We're going to try to get a bunch of hunting, fishing, uh, how-tos videos out there and uh, just have a jolly good time. All right, guys, you guys have a wonderful day. See you later. Bye.